If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also reach out to ManBlues via email at manblues at gmx.com, at manbluesuk on Twitter, or find us on Mastodon by searching for at manblues. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. This week's episode is all about first impressions. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Man Blues. Right, what do I mean about first impressions? What precisely am I getting at? Okay, let me give you a brief synopsis. I was chatting with a friend of mine a few weeks ago and he was telling me in some great detail how he felt when he first saw me and first met me and first got introduced to me and I had no memory of it at all. Not one single starburst of memory at all. Even when he was telling me what happened, even when he was explaining to me the situation in which we found ourselves, nothing. He was quite upset with the fact that I didn't remember. But I started to wonder, why don't I remember? What about that particular meeting of this new person has disappeared from my memory? It's almost like I'm trying to say to that person, you were not memorable enough for it to stick in my brain. I have had this happen to me with a lot of people I've met in the past. In fact, Just in the course of making some notes for this episode, I could genuinely only think of about two or three people in my current circle of friends or even my current list of known acquaintances. I could only think of less than a handful of people where I remember meeting them. And it just seems strange to me that that detail isn't rendered in my brain. So one would argue or could argue that perhaps the reason for that is that my brain has decided that that particular meeting wasn't important, but all of the other interactions we had since were. And it's strange because it's almost like I have a selective memory. But why don't these meetings rank highly enough on my register for me to recall them? Why do I need to be selective about these things? And also, what is a selective memory? So here we go. Nice little definition for you. Sometimes selective memory can be incited by the brain as a defensive mechanism, while at other times it could be triggered due to physical pain or a traumatic experience. A person who once suffered abuse from a lover might selectively choose not to remember the occurrence. Well, I hope it's not that, because that would suggest that I'm blotting out these meetings because of some traumatic experience or physical pain that happened to me that's making me think, "Mm, best not save that. But there is enough wherewithal within my brain for me to then, next time when I see that person, I've stored the detail about them. I know what they're called, I know where I met them, I know where I know them from. And sometimes I know people by association. For instance, quite a lot of the people I met at university, I met through other people. So I might have been friends with somebody on my course, but then I met one of their friends that they also knew at the university from somewhere else, maybe from their halls or from wherever it was. Point is, that when I'm introduced to this second person, I can sort of vaguely remember the introduction, but I don't necessarily remember much else. 
And interestingly, one of the stories I have is one of my friends from university. When I met him, I was already kind of an acquaintance of his friend. So let's let's give these people names so you've got some clarity. So obviously I'm Leon. The guy that I knew from my course was called Steve and his friend was called Peter. So there's Leon who knows Steve, Steve knows Peter. Okay, so I met Steve on my course at university. He was doing the same course as me, hence we sat together, we chatted and so on. And then one day I was walking down the hill and Steve was walking up the hill with somebody next to him. And Steve said, hi, and I said, hi, Steve. And then he introduced me to his friend, Peter, and I said, oh, hello, Peter. And then we, literally, that was it. We crossed paths, I carried on down the hill, Steve and Peter carried on up the hill. It was only later when I saw Peter again on his own. I said, oh, hi, Peter, you're Steve's friend. Yeah, yeah, we met the other day. Peter and I got on really, really well. Then later, might have been weeks later, could have been months later, might have even been years later, Peter explained to me that on that particular day, Peter told me that Steve had a rather nasty thing to say about me, as in something along the lines of, oh, who's that? Oh, that's just some loser off my course. He wasn't very nice about me, but that stuck in Peter's mind. And weirdly, I've added that narrative to my story when I tell it. Steve and Peter had this further conversation where Peter says, who's that guy? And Steve says, some loser from my course. So that stuck with Peter. And then when Peter told me, that stuck with me. But why don't I remember anything more than that? I don't remember meeting Steve for the first time. Even though it was on my first day of university, you know, there would have been a lot going on and a lot for me to process. But for some reason, I don't recall meeting him. But then there are other people where I do remember the first meeting. And I don't know if that's because... It's going to sound awful, but the point of it is, is that one of the meetings I can remember, and I can recall it really, really well, is for somebody where I had this real simpatico relationship with them. We just hit it off. We had so much in common. We ended up being really close friends for a long time until we drifted apart because family and life getting in the way. But I distinctly remember meeting him, but he has a different memory of it because I just remember this guy, this was when I was in a band. I was the drummer in a band and we had a new singer come in. The guy walks in, but the rest of the band were quite shy. So I took it upon myself just to speak to him. Then we had a break and he went outside and I just walked out with him and had a brief chat with him. And these are my memories. Yeah, I had a brief chat with him and we came back in and we carried on gigging and then he had to go and was taken home and job done. And then again, sort of years later, he said to me that the reason he and I hit it off so well is because he had zero expectation of the band, but he also had no expectation of finding anybody simpatico or anything like that. Um, But then throughout the course of that three hour, four hour practice that we did, the only person that spoke to him was me. And he latched onto that as if to say, well, this guy's nice because he's talking to me and he's making me feel welcome. Whereas I was looking at it from the perspective of, well, the other two guys, three guys, in fact, they're not saying a bloody word. And one of the other guys is supposedly knows this bloke, never said a word to him. So I, had, I was dealing with three shy people who refused to talk to him. And I thought, well, he's not going to want to come back if no one speaks. So I spoke up. And then the irony was the other guys in the band then became jealous about how strong my relationship was with this fellow. And you're like, but you had the opportunity to be that friend with him. You just didn't take it. He latched onto me because I reached out to him at a time when everyone was ignoring him. But why don't I remember these meetings? I read somewhere on the internet, as again, we'd like to do some research on this show for you. 
The simplest explanation is that I'm just not interested. According to somebody called Ranganath, people are better at remembering things that they're motivated to learn. Sometimes you're motivated to learn people's names and other times it's more of a passing thing and you don't really at the time think it's important. But weirdly, it's important to the other person. When they find out I don't remember meeting them, they get a little prickly. Why do I not feature on your radar enough that you remember when we met? Because I remember meeting you. So it's tricky. And that's what my problem is. Because these people are meaningful to me. But as I say, there are only a handful of people in my life where I remember the meeting, but the rest of them, I don't recall it at all. Some of the people might have been, I've met them at work, fair enough. People I know from work, sure. I'm in the work environment, I'm going to remember you. What I'm talking about is people I've met in my private life that I've then continued to have a private relationship with, be that an intimate one or a non-intimate relationship. And the reason I say that is, I remember meeting the guy in the band, I don't remember meeting one of my other friends from university, I've got no memory of it at all, and this guy has got a golden memory. I vaguely remember meeting Peter, but only because having chatted with Peter about it, we've spoken about it. But here's the clincher, I don't remember meeting my wife. I don't remember the first time we met. I've got little pockets of memory of things that we did throughout that year that we knew each other and we were getting to know each other. I've got little pockets of memory, but not vast swathes of knowledge. And it worries me. Why am I not storing this knowledge? Why do I feel that that's not important? Like, do you remember that time when you were doing that journey and you were traveling from A to B? And when you got to B, you had, let's say you went on holiday. So you went on your holiday to wherever it was and you had a lovely time on your holiday. The only reason you would remember the flight would be if there was an outlier. For example, somebody screeches, somebody gets too drunk, a baby keeps crying or something happens or, you know, there's some issue or trigger on the plane that causes you to remember the journey. Otherwise, you don't remember the journey. I mean, how many times have you been in a car doing a six-hour drive somewhere and you've not remembered any of it because all you remembered is that on that day you drove from A to B? That's because there's no outliers. But that would suggest that for me, all of these meetings with these people had no outliers. So maybe the reason I remember meeting the guy in the band is because I had to step over my own shy personality to speak to him, to make him feel comfortable because that's what I would have wanted. Maybe that's why I remember it. Maybe that's why I don't remember meeting one of my other friends from university. Maybe that's why I don't remember meeting Peter other than the story that we've shared in common. Maybe that's why I don't remember meeting my wife. Because there was no outlier, which sounds awful. Because it sounds as though she's not memorable. So maybe because there was no outlier, no trigger that helped me to remember meeting her because throughout the course of that year she drifted apart from her boyfriend and even then it kind of the feelings between the two of us just grew up naturally. It wasn't an instant spark, but it sounds awful when I say to my wife, I don't remember meeting you. And I really don't. So what's the difference between memory and forgetting? Well, the process of forgetting overtakes the process of storing of information. To me, it sort of feels like, oh, maybe the memory banks are full, so we're going to have to kick some old stuff out to put some new stuff in. So it says long-term memory can store data for an infinite time. But what happens with that, in quotes, short-term memory? So I tried to Google how to stop doing this, how to stop this being an issue, how to work on it, how to improve upon it. And you can probably guess, if you try to say, how can I improve my memory? You get tips on how to improve your memory from now from this current timestamp. 
Well, I don't want that. I want to be able to remember things that I've forgotten. But here we go. Here's seven tips to improve your memory, just in case this may help you as well. So number one is to be physically active every day. Physical activity raises blood flow to the whole body, including the brain. Number two is to stay mentally active. It is important. I play card games on my phone most days to help sort of keep the brain, you know, keep the grey matter ticking over. And number three is to spend time with others. Number four, stay organised. Number five, sleep well. Okay, if you're able to do that, that kind of makes sense. Number six is to eat a healthy diet. And number seven is to manage chronic health problems. That one feels like a bit of a weighty one. But as I say, that's from now on. How is this going to really help me to recall meeting somebody new? And also, is it really going to help me restore my lost memories? So I wondered whether it was possible to rebuild memory. And obviously, I found a website because, you know, the information is all out there. You just need to know what to type. So I questioned, can I rebuild my memory? Rebuilding memory is possible through various mental exercises lifestyle changes, improvements in diet and supplementation. Your memory is like your muscles. It gets strong when you use it and weak when you don't. We often experience that our memory begins to blur as we age or when life gets too busy or fast paced. Now, is that suggesting that at the time when I'm meeting that person, I've got like a level of anxiety that's making me feel stressed? And that's why maybe I might remember their name but I don't remember much else. I don't know. I'm Leon Deggs, and while I might not remember meeting you, if I ever learn your birthday or any other significant date about you for that matter, I will remember that, and I have no idea why. Thank you for listening. <laughs>